Uh, Brad, I, I kind of know Dan's feelings. Fast and the Furious. Where you where do you sit on those movies? Um, I think I've seen about four or five of them. I couldn't tell you one of the movies from front to back. I kind of just have like a bunch of different here and there movies. Um, the last one I remember, I think, was Fast Five, where they had like the vaults chained to the back of the cars and stuff. Um, yeah. it kind of started as street racing and then kind of turned into like some superhero stuff. I, <laughs> listen, um, they're not my movies. I do want to one day sit down and see them all just so that I can see what's going on. But you just have to, I guess, kind of like know what you're getting into. Like you're not going to have riveting pr- plot lines and mysterious yeah. twists. It, it's the Dom Toretto family with the belief of family. We can uh-huh. jump over highways and land on windshields and be good. Dan, for the audience, go ahead and uh, tell everybody your opinions on the good fast movies. Well, yeah, they went from, you know, low-level crooks at street racing to now they're saving the world from, you know, from our stratosphere and beyond in space, essentially. And uh, I said this to you before, I think, but, uh, I mean, just a round of applause to Ludacris uh, Ortez uh, in the movie from, like, the greatest come-up of all time. He went from hustling jet ski races to essentially being like this world-renowned <laughs> coke breaker. I, I, I never understood that. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I hit, a, I, hit a, I hit a wall going about buck 20 ever since I've been organizing collecting. And then now he's just a smooth-talking co-breaker. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I made a comment during that Super Bowl commercial. It was uh, Transformers Rise of Beasts. And there was, like, some cars, like, joining up. I'm like, is this Fast Ted? <laughs> Because that's truly where the movies have gone, and it wouldn't shock me if there was a robot now. But yeah, uh, yeah it's kind of like low budget expendables, kind of. You got like Statham, Momoa, yes. Rock, Vin Diesel, yeah. bunch of guys. They have fun with them. Um, if you uh-huh. like those movies, they. I feel pot committed. I feel pot committed. You know what I mean? Like I've watched all of them, <laughs> so I feel like I have to keep. Watching if you were them. at the poker table right now, you'd say you're never pot committed. <laughs> I know, but you at this point, I feel like cards. I know. <laughs> you can always fold the cards. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk. Three-year anniversary. Jeff here. Brad, Dan, thank you for joining. Brad, how are you? I'm good, dude. Mavs in Texas play tonight. I'm juiced. Dan, what's up, dude? Oh, I see you last night. It was good hanging. Uh, you know, I always yeah. take the following day off from the Super Bowl. It's kind of like my time to just kind of relax, sleep in a little bit, catch some Z's, and um, yeah, man, just a nice little, you know, getaway weekend, so to speak. Yeah, these last two years, now that they've extended the season to 17 games, uh, the anniversary of Real Talk kind of falls right after the Super Bowl. And that's <laughs> here, because uh, February 13th, decided to start this podcast, and you guys have joined along, and here we are on episode 206. Um, you know, most podcasts don't even reach their seventh episode, and uh, 50% of podcasts cancel altogether. So this one's still arriving after uh, three years, as Brad likes to say, we're on 206. Someday it'll be 2006. So uh, if I never say this, literally never say this, but if you haven't, subscribe. Uh, YouTube is at Real Talk Podcast 9620. Give us five stars. Uh, follow us on Real uh, on Twitter. It's at Real Talk Live LFG. Spotify, it's Real Talk. Apple Music, it's Real Talk. Anchor, it's Real Talk. You'll be able to find us. Um, we'll send you the, I have the links everywhere. Give it a listen. 
let's start here. Super Bowl. Brad, I'm going to let you take this one away because I know you're probably uh, – I don't know. I'm guessing you're a little hurt from last night. I know you followed the Steeler, the Eagles all year. You're a Steeler fan, but not the outcome you were looking for. Just give me your uh, – take her away. Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, so – I did have a large bet on the Eagles, at least large for my, um, you know, my betting. Um, however, I did cash out to make money at halftime. I'm not a guy who has to see my bets all the way through. So I won money from the Eagles and them doing what they did in the regular season, how Jalen Hurts performed in the playoffs and the regular season. I feel like I've already been vindicated on how well I was correct on the Eagles. On the flip side, I was wrong on the Chiefs. You know, my predictions on the Chiefs were wrong, too. Um, I think ultimately, if you ask me where I was shocked the most, it was four straight scoring drives in the second half by the Chiefs. You know, the Eagles defense in the end. um, Patrick Mahomes is that guy. You know, he's the best quarterback in the NFL. Travis Kelsey, I think Andy Reid's play design was on full display often, often in the game. Um, it was a tremendous game. Um, I'm sure we'll get to, you know, controversial calls at some point in the episode. We'll hit it. But after a day of decompressing, to me, it's like if the Chief, if the Eagles would have won, it would have been cool for me picking them before the season. Uh, if the Chiefs win, you know, I like Patrick Mahomes. I like Travis Kelsey. It's fun to watch them. And if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And it's the Chiefs league right now. And I'm happy for those guys. I'm happy for Andy Reid. And, uh, you know, as a Steelers fan in the AFC, as a Patriots fan or as a Raiders fan, you know, we're staring down the barrel of Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, Trevor Lawrence looked really good in the postseason, Chargers get new coaching. You know, we'll talk about that as as the offseason progresses. But Super Bowl as a whole, as a neutral fan for most of it, it was a tremendous, tremendous, probably 58 minutes. I didn't really enjoy the last two minutes, um, but Great Super Bowl, great ending to the season. Um, you know, it's it is what it is. Dan, what do you think? Yeah, overall, I thought it was a very entertaining Super Bowl. Obviously, I you know I was as a Raiders fan, I was pulling for the Eagles and uh, you know Jalen Hurts to save us from the Jackson Mahomes TikToks, but uh, alas, it didn't happen. And you know, I, I thought again, it was a great great game, but you know, the final two minutes, I felt like. Um, we're cut a bit short, obviously, with the with the late holding call there. But it is what it is, you know. It happens, and uh, Eagles were right there, had had control of the game up by ten at one point. So, I mean, you know, they, they can only blame themselves. And the the Chiefs really made uh, the Eagles have to sling the ball and real and rely on uh, Jalen Hurts to rely on his uh, creativity with his legs because I mean, 115 yards on the ground and you know 28 of those came on one play I think from from Hurts. So. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes didn't do you know tremendous a lot through the air yardage wise through three tutties still, and you know he's solidified you know adding more to his legacy. And I mean, he, when he when he got banged up that in that one part of the game, you and I, Jeff, we were like, oh man, we're gonna use, maybe get some Henny time in here, get uh yeah, get, uh, uh, Henny given Sunday, but um, that didn't happen, of course. But yeah, again, great, great game. I beginning of the year, you know, we kind of, well, at least Brad and I really, I mean, I think all of us were really hating on the Chiefs um, a little too much. We weren't giving them enough credit. And, you know, without Tyreek Hill, they picked up where they left off. And um, it is what it is. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, kudos to the Chiefs there. And 
and Andy Reid, which I think is probably the best coach in the NFL right now. <clears throat> yeah, you know, I've taken a whole day to kind of decompress my thoughts on this game and, and you know, what ultimately I, I ended up thinking of it. But I do think the better team won. That may not be a popular opinion. Uh, the best coach, the best quarterback, uh, clutch scoring drives in the, in the fourth quarter. Uh, the big punt return. I mean, there was so many things. And, reg- you know, the call, obviously, we'll get to that in a minute. That's huge. But uh, at the end of the day, they still were in field goal range. And the other team would have still had to then retaliate and score. I understand they did not get a chance to. But I just thought the Chiefs were the better team. I thought the right team won. But I will say this. I thought Patrick Mahomes was outplayed. I thought Jalen Hurts uh, was the best player on the field. He made one crucial, costly mistake. Uh, it's probably going to haunt him, but not for lack of effort. I mean, Jalen, 70 yards rushing, three touchdowns, 300-plus in the air, a touchdown. Uh, I just thought he was he was clutch. He was top tier. He's, a, he's an elite, probably top five quarterback in this league right now. I think he's got an argument for that. He's at least top seven. Uh, that's just off the top of my head. So, yeah, I thought at the end of the day, I thought it 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 said something about the Chiefs' offensive line that they just weren't able to give up the pressure that everybody thought the Eagles would get. Thought that was probably the the, the biggest X factor of the whole game is that Patty was never on his back. Uh, it's hard to beat a good quarterback when you turn the ball over, you can't get to theirs, and. Uh, you allow him to score on every every uh, possession of the second half. So I do want to talk briefly about that call. I- I'll let you start, Brad. Um, opinions on the late call, the hold on Juju Smith. I mean, if you – so it comes down, I think everyone's got to be on the same page. If you were to go in the middle of the offseason – and say we have a series of clips on what should be called holding. I think this one would make the cut of videos. Hardly. It would be on the softer side, sure, but it is a hold. And he admitted he tugged the jersey. <clears throat> the whole problem of it is that there was no penalties throughout the entire game. Like, the refs really weren't that involved. And with the with the whole scenario of the slippery field and some grabbing and stuff and I think there was a couple times throughout the game, at least me watching it, like all alone, just kind of watching the game. It was like, wow, I thought they would throw a flag on that. Like, I thought that would be a penalty, but they're letting the boys play. And then in just like, you know, I see the throw and I'm like, all right, field goal. Here we go. Eagles are going to have a chance. We're going to get this epic ending. And I see the flag and it's like holding it. I'm like, oh, man, who just bailed out the Chiefs? And I saw the replay and I was like. I, I was just like, are you kidding? Like, it's just really a ju- because at that moment, you know, the Eagles are going to be down three with less than 20 seconds left when they get the ball. So it's just it, it really comes down to the timing. Um, you're going to have those people who are just going to look at you when you get fired because I get fired up about this being a bad call. It really was a bad call. And uh, it, it's not about it being incorrect or correct. It was a bad call. And you're going to get those people that will just smirk at you and they go. It's a foul. Got to call it. And it's like, okay, uh, okay. If that's how if, you, if that's how you want to be a robot, you know, it's penalty. Call it. Flag it. Like I just, it was just, it was stupid. I just thought it was dumb. Dan, what'd you think? 
I, I'm, I'm right in the same boat uh, with Brad here. And, you know, it, timing was a huge thing and the consistency. There was not a lot of penalties called in the game. And before that penalty, there was seven in total, three for the Chiefs and four for the Eagles. And, uh, yeah, the, the, the slipping and, and, and sliding was going on all game long. So, yeah, it was kind of disappointing. There, you know, could have had a more of an epic ending. Um, and this kind of reminds me of, um, you know, you know, Chiefs fans, you know, they're going to be like, you know, you know, told you so or, you know, and like you got to call. It's a penalty, blah, blah, blah. And if you're an Eagles or if anyone rooting against the Chiefs, you're going to be obviously on the opposite. Say, and you kind of can are back to uh, the Michigan Ohio State game in 2016. The, the calls were going Ohio State's way and we're going to Michigan's way. So if you're a Michigan fan, you're pissed about the, the calls that were being that were being called. And then on Ohio State side, on the flip side, they were being called for them. So there was no consistency there either. Um, so because of that fact alone, whatever, it's a little little sour. But, um, you know, you talk to my friend Anthony at work, whatever. He's a big, you know, Pat Mahomes uh, bleep rider. So you're, he's not, he was already, you know, texting last night. Like, you know, I don't want to hear it, blah, blah, blah. So you already know where that mindset's uh, coming from. But um, if anyone has uh, any ounce of a brain, st- uh, brain cell, um, you know that it shouldn't be called. <laughs> also, it, it's kind of like on a smaller scale, maybe this shouldn't all go into it but when it's a Super Bowl. It's going to be. It's like styles make fights. James Bradbury, 6'1", 211, and Juju Smith-Schuster, 6'2", 215, and he's a possession receiver. These aren't guys who are make their living on in and out of cuts. They're kind of like body receivers. It's going to be physical play. They were matched up a lot during the whole game. And the physical play was allowed. So, again, it's kind of like the we finally get a flag out of nowhere and, in a sense, com- <clears throat> ends the game. And I do want to make it clear, like, oh, well, it would have been fourth down the kick and a field goal. I am not saying that them, if they didn't throw the flag, Eagles win or Eagles even tie it. I just feel robbed that I didn't get to see the final drive that we all should have gotten. Like when the chiefs were like, when they were in that moment, we're like, this is the second to last drive of the, of, of, uh, non-overtime, the, the 60 minutes regulation. It's the, it's the second to last drive. And it ended up being the last drive. And it was like, I feel like a lot of fans were just like, damn instant classic, but it's always going to be remembered by a holding call. And that's, it's just such a shame. I got a couple points. I, I didn't think it cost the Eagles the game because, like, it, you know, I personally thought that I, – I personally thought the – I don't remember who it was. I thought the Eagles caught the ball, turned up field, and fumbled, and it went back for six. I thought that was a bad reversal. was it like, oh, my God, like over egregious. But I, I thought it was called on the field one way. I didn't think there was enough to overturn it. Brad, you clearly dis- you disagree, and that's fine. There was also multiple opportunities to stop the Chiefs from scoring, and they didn't in the second half, and the Chiefs were able to score because of it and, and win the game. I think that my biggest problem with the foul is not that it was a foul. It's a penalty every single day in the first quarter. But in that spot, and it's two games in a row now, this happened against the Bengals, and it happened against – um, and the Eagles in the Super Bowl on a third down play when the ball was not in the area and the ball was overthrown and the Chiefs needed a, a flag, that yellow just came sailing in and it's like it, it just it was so unneeded. 
And this kind of ties in with, with this play. There is one play in football that it's almost guaranteed that a flag will never come out. And it's the Hail Mary pass. Like, everybody just kind of understands, like, there's going to be offensive pass interference, defensive pass interference, jockeying for position, holding. It's literally recess ball. It's like, listen, you didn't do enough to win the game. We're going to give everybody an opportunity to either win it or lose it right now. Here we go. Hail Mary. I kind of just felt like, listen, they made a third down stop. And I understand on holding and pass interference, those are two different things. Holding, the ball doesn't need to be catchable. Pass interference, the ball does. This was a holding penalty. I don't care. The ball was not in the area. Juju wasn't catching it. And Juju never even reacted to it. He he just like, but he just knew like it, it was no big deal. And then it's like, oh, we just got bailed out. It just it left a poor taste in my mouth from what was absolutely a fantastic Super Bowl that was going down to be something of Patriots, Seahawks, Steelers, Cardinals, one of those down to the wire, last second, here we go. And nope, we're gonna just throw the flag. It yeah. felt it felt soft to me. Yeah, it, it was. And I think most people agree with that, but you will have again, you'll just have those people that are like, well, it's a penalty, gotta have it. So People, yeah. There are going to be some people split on it, um, and this isn't something that I feel, but I understand a lot of people will. You know, the last two years with gambling coming up, the whole it's rigged things coming up, we don't feel that way, but this is going to help that conversation. But also, I think there's a majority of people, so you're a Tom Brady fan, I'm a Tom Brady fan, okay? <laughs> I've never complained about the things that have happened but what they're saying is like well the nfl is always going to want a dynasty tom brady and the patriots always got the calls and now patrick mahomes is i don't think that's necessarily something that is happening but i think it's something that's fueling into a lot of people's anger a lot of people hate patrick mahomes because how early he's crowned and this and that and in back-to-back games against joe burrow who people liked more and the eagles who are a better story and a lot of people's opinion and it's like oh we're hosed on penalties again but i think in most games it's it's not the team who makes more big plays it's the team who makes fewer mistakes and there was two massive mistakes in the game jalen hurts dropped the ball kicked it chiefs returned it for a touchdown and there was a miscommunication by the entire special teams which many people had as a difference maker going into the game bad punt coverage went left Punt went right and low. Pat McAfee broke it down phenomenally that they returned down to the inside the five. You can basically say without penalties, without calls on obvious mistakes by the team, that's a 14 point swing in the Eagles favor or in the chiefs favor. So I, I am, I don't feel robbed as an Eagles picker or someone who said the Eagles would win on this last second call. I feel robbed as a fan who is going to get to see this, end all be all drive with the Eagles down three. And it just would have been cool. And I feel like as a viewer, I was robbed in no way, shape or form. Am I going to die on some hill that says if they hold that flag, Eagles win. Like that's not, it's not it. The chiefs played well. It was the chiefs in the second half Eagles in the first half. One team made fewer mistakes. Patrick Mahomes has a Super Bowl trophy and a Super Bowl MVP. Good for him. Good for the chiefs. Good for Andy Reid. Any other comment, Dan or no? Uh, shout out real quick to Nate Burleson. I didn't even say it until this morning, but he correctly guessed the score before the game. 
30 he corrected. He cr- got the winner, he the scorer, and Pat as the MVP. Yes. It's in the script. <laughs> Fun fact: the just, script, the script was like Eagles thirty-seven, thirty-four, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what. And it was. the NFL was probably like, "Listen, guys, one point. Sorry, we're gonna have to change the points. Add each one. We're gonna sweep the winner. It'll be a fine." <laughs> so. Some fun things. Uh, we did say one had to be broken, but now 12 of the last 16 in white uniforms have won the Super Bowl. Because um, you said 11 of 15. Um, it was eight straight years the coin toss winner lost the Super Bowl. Chiefs won the Super Bowl and won the coin toss, so they broke that. This is the second time in Super Bowl history that a team was up double digits at half and lost the Super Bowl. Atlanta Falcons, 28-3. It was less points than that, but that comeback's the other one. And it is the only team ever in the Super Bowl era to score 35 or more points and lose the Super Bowl. They're the first team or second team? First team ever. They're the only team to put up 35 and lose a Super Bowl. Oh, New England scored 34. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. I read it. I didn't look at it. I didn't look up. I didn't stat check it. So if I, Super Bowl 52. Wrong, no, I think you're right. Super Bowl 52 was Patriots, Eagles, and the score. Oh, 33. Okay. Yeah. 41, 33. You're right. Yeah. I knew Brady threw for 500 yards. So 30, 35, 501 oh. or something like that. No puns. Yeah. He's obedes. Yeah. Um, Super Bowl fallout. I have a couple of questions. I want you guys to kind of elaborate here. Okay. So, uh, Andy Reid. Yeah. You think he retires? You think he returns? He said in the post game he's coming back. Okay. Well, it wasn't verbatim, but he's like, I think we're going to run this back. Like, he basically was like, I mean. And Andy, do you think they're the favorites, or do you think there's still so many running, moving parts? I think they are the favorites. I think uh, after five years of straight AFC championship games, two Super Bowl wins, one loss, yes, they should be the favorites. And FanDuel has them as the favorites currently. Do they? Um, they they have uh they have the Chiefs at plus six hundred or yeah plus six hundred and then the Bills at plus eight fifty. So they are those are the two favorites. favorites. Yeah, um every Who's team first? under a, th- a thousand is Chiefs six hundred, Bills eight fifty, Eagles and Bengals and 49ers all at nine hundred. And then the f- next the sixth one out is Cowboys at fifteen hundred. That's what it is right now. Wow. By the way, if you took $600 and bet 100 on all six of those teams, if any of them win it, you at least break even. Yeah. Something to think about. You can do without 600 for about 12 months. <laughs> Dan, I dropped a stat on Brad. I don't know if you were on the podcast or if you've heard it. or There is a stat out there. Uh, I, I learned it from Nick Wright. Nick Wright learned it from like one of his producers, shared it on the podcast. He's been talking about it a lot. In the history of the NFL, if a coach and quarterback do not win a Super Bowl in the first five years of being together, they don't. Oh. You understand the stat? Yeah. Okay, from the time they get together, five years, if they don't win a Super Bowl in the first five years, they don't win one. With that being said, Sirianni, Jalen Hurts, two years in. Dan, how do you feel about them potentially getting a Super Bowl together? I, I think there's I think there's a very good shot. Uh, they have a, a, a very 
um, potentially a very uh, busy offseason here with 18 contracts up for debate here. Yeah, yeah. Jalen Hurts really ascended himself and put his name on the map to where he's got to put some respect on his name, if you haven't already. And um, because the NFC has not as good quarterback play as AFC right now, I think uh, – I think it's safe to say that the Eagles are definitely should be a favorite to to be to run it back to be there at least in the NFC Championship. But I, Brad, I definitely definitely would say yes. Yeah, yeah, Brad, what about you? Um, I feel like this. If if I was to say, let's fast forward five years, looking back to now, I think this is the best team that they were going to have. Um, that could prove me wrong. We'll see. Um, you look at Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey. These are all guys who are pillars of the team and could be retiring. Their offensive coordinator, who has announced that week six last year, Nick Sirianni gave him full control of the play calling. He's he's the top candidate for the uh, the Colts head coaching spot. Mm-hmm. So you lose your play caller and a lot of pillars like that. They'll be a young team. I don't think they'll be as dominant. Um, they have two first-round picks this year, um, something people got to remember. They'll have two first-round picks. Um, I think when you have your head coach and you have your quarterback, you'll always be in the fight. And this is – it's an odd time where I don't see much competition in the whole of the NFC. Um, they seem to have dominated the Vikings when they've run into them. Uh, 49ers have just as good of a roster, but they're until they get a quarterback for – 10 games in a row. I don't know if I can really count on them. Uh, it's the biggest obstacle I think is right in their division. Um, and it's, it's, it's the Cowboys. So I think the teams I just discussed give them a lot of paths to the Super Bowl. I think we could see them maybe even in another one. When you start to look at, you know, the chiefs, the Bengals, these are teams that when they get there, it's going to be the same thing. And this is how I word it as well. The Eagles and Jalen Hurts took on Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Like the quarterbacks that will be coming out of the AFC in the league we have today, sometimes it's going to be tough. But if you told me they did, I mean, I think they're a good team. I think this is a team that's going to win 10 to 12 games again next year. I think they'll be okay. But winning a Super Bowl, we can't just talk about it like it's something easy. And if your name's not Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes, getting to the Super Bowl every year, every two or three years, it's not something that's normal. So I don't think it's a knock on on, on the Eagles if they don't, because it's, I mean, you have to win your conference. That's still a really good achievement, but it's always tough to win a Super Bowl, man. You're playing the best of the best. They they put up 35 points and it wasn't enough. So it's like, it's sometimes you play great ball and it just, it's not your night. Um, Patrick Mahomes obviously played good enough to to win. He was twenty one of twenty seven hundred eighty some yards, three touchdowns. Uh, I mean, just had a, a terrific year. MVP, Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl champion. Where are you at on Patrick Mahomes? Obviously, he's the best quarterback in the league. But anything else on that, Dan? Where are you at on Patrick Mahomes? Oh, that was a Raiders fan. I um, I'm 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 just miserable over here, knowing that he's gonna be here for another, no, almost probably ten years, and uh, it just it sucks knowing that. And you know, and then now we got Sean Payton there. So yeah, anyways, it just it, Mahomes is just a dog, and 
I don't know what else you could, what else there's new to say about it. He's just, he's just, he's really good, man. What do you think, Brad? Um, there's a lot of things you can say. You know, we tried to do the wait till he doesn't have Tyreek Hill. And now we're going to do wait till he doesn't have Andy Reid. And then we're going to do wait till he doesn't have Travis Kelsey. Well, I'll wait till then because right now he's the best quarterback in the league. And we're, we're, we're at the point where, like, we don't even recognize it. Because, like I said, the next Monday, your question is, how much did the Chiefs win by? It wasn't did they win. We've just become numb to them winning. 12 wins, five straight years. And then it's like, it, he's just the best score. Like, we're giving, we're trying to give credit to Burrow or Allen because they beat him once. Like, if you look at his record across all these other top quarterbacks as he plays him, Joe Burrow had his number until this year. But it's just like, he's the best quarterback in the league. Um, there are other great ones, but he's the best quarterback in the league. Yeah, I agree. Um, it took me a minute. I mean, I needed to see some things. I've seen what I need to see. Uh, the things that continue to impress me is just like how just fucking tough he is, dude. Um, playing on that bum ankle, running around. Uh, you know, he made that long scramble. And, I, you know, I said to the guys that I was watching the game with last <laughs> night, I'm like, that dude wasn't even looking straight ahead. He was looking behind him the whole time because he didn't want somebody to fall on his ankle. You could just tell, like, if somebody tried to – ankle grab him that it was going to hurt like a shoestring tackle would really hurt him so he was like kind of like watching his back um super tough player definitely the best quarterback in, in today's nfl and one thing as a patriot fan as a tom brady supporter i was always super annoyed that everyone was trying to predict the fall and then you know year 23 tom brady goes eight nine everyone's like told you so I just decided after the Super Bowl that I'm just I'm not going to do that anymore. Uh, kind of what you just said, Brad. We're kind of on the well. Wait till he doesn't have Travis Kelsey. Wait doesn't have, till he doesn't have Andy Reid. I'm going to wait, but I almost project that he'll be all right. Do I think he's winning seven Super Bowls? No, I don't. Uh, especially not when you have Josh Allen, you have Joe Burrow, you have Jalen Hurts, you have Brock Purdy. Yeah, big Brock Purdy, baby. Um, you have Trevor Lawrence in, in the, in the up and comings, you have some of these, Justin Herbert, did I say Herbert, I, Lamar Jackson, potentially. Still, eh, there are so many good quarterbacks right now. And there's kids in freaking college that we're talking about already. Two of them play for your freaking school, Brad in Texas. So there's so many quarterbacks that could challenge this guy over the next 10 years. But right now he's the king. He's top dog, and he's proved that. And I just think a lot of people would be like, well, he's thrown to guys that are wide open. And it's like, when's the last time he missed one? You know, there was a play in the first quarter where Jalen Hurts, I think it was a deep ball down the sideline. It didn't work out. And they showed a replay, and they're like, you know, if I know they wanted to take a shot, but if you look here, Dallas Goddard was wide open down the middle. When's the last time you saw a replay from the Chiefs that he didn't throw to the wide open guy? His yeah. anticipation, his knowledge of what's going on, his throws before guys are in and out of cuts. It's like he puts in the work. He shows it. He's he's not only – like his peak isn't the best in the NFL currently. His consistency is there too. Um, and it also goes to show if you look 
like microcosm here, Eagles and Chiefs. If you have an above average quarterback, I'm ready to say Jalen's above average. If yeah. you have an above average quarterback and a great O line, that's where your teams start. I, 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 Colin Cowherd said it a long time ago, and I think I agree. When you're building a team, you need to have a quarterback first, protect your quarterback second, and then get the other team's quarterback third. And the Chiefs do all those when they need mm-hmm. to. And um, when your head coach and your quarterback are elite, I mean, the Chiefs have all the core pieces you need. So when you get to those Tyreek Hills or, oh, they're losing Tyron Matthew, oh, they lose this guy, it's like, <laughs> yeah, well, as long as we have good coaching, good play, we got Patrick Mahomes, and when we're down, he'll score in four straight drives in the second half of a Super Bowl. Forget about it. Well, um, before we move on, let me let me uh, like throw this out there too. So, like, obviously, Andy Reid, it looks like he's coming back to uh, to do one more at least. You know, obviously, Eric Bieniemy is has not been ever been able to land a head coaching job. You know what happens if Andy Reid steps down and then passes the torch to Bieniemy, and then he becomes the the head coach there, and then seems like he's given him more and more and more responsibilities. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine that. Truthfully, if if KC did not give Eric Bieniemy the head coaching job, I don't think he'd ever get one. Yeah, like, seems that way at least from the outside. Yeah. No one see when every time you hear Eric Bieniemy is doing an interview, then I'll come out with three names who their top candidates, and none of them's Eric Bieniemy. Like I don't. Yeah, I don't Patrick Mahomes either. says, "Hey, he's the guy." I wonder if they hype him up. Then Eric Bieniemy goes and does shit on purpose in these interviews so that he can get the Chiefs. <laughs> he just doesn't want to leave. Yeah, I don't think I he think... has to take an interview, though. When you're well, requested, you can deny it. What's his yeah, face just... in the Tampa Bay uh, offensive court? Pep Hamilton from the Texans. From the Texans. Okay, Pep Hamilton. Dan, you know a lot about Pep Hamilton. I don't he, want to remember. He turned down the opportunity to interview for the Tampa job. He's like, yeah, no. Well, Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn this year, they're like, hey, we want to interview Dan Quinn. He came out public. He's like, with all due respect, thanks for that coaching opportunities. I'm just going to have a top five defense in Dallas forever. I'm cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, And that's fine. Some people are built to be coordinators. Dan Quinn was a head coach, had a terrible loss in the Super Bowl, went to D.C., and he loved it in Cowboys. And then he was the interim for the Cowboys, and he was like, yeah, I just like my life better with a backwards hat, no one looking at me and my defense being top seven every year. Like, yeah. head coach just isn't what I do. It's nice when Jerry Jones is stroking your ego rather than saying, I don't know if I'm going to fire him or not. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They That's were like, every coach, gets. it ended terrible. They're like, every coach on the staff will be questioned, except Dan Quinn. He is our <laughs> defensive coordinator. <laughs> Micah Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, let's, let's run. Yeah. Uh, way too early Super Bowl 58 picks. Dan, you go first. Uh, I'll, I'll, as of right now on February 13th, I'll give you my, my conference championship and my, uh, uh, championship winner. I'll take the Chiefs and the Bengals again, um, or one, uh, facing off again. And I, I'll take the Chiefs and, um, I'll take the Niners and Eagles for a rematch and I'll take the Eagles. Two rematches, and you have a rematch of the Super Bowl. Okay, Brad? Tell us why it's the Steelers, buddy. I wish, bro. <laughs> I got to see some more. Yeah. Um, 
it's really hard day after not to go Chiefs Eagles. I want to believe the Cowboys can do. It. I think Chiefs 49ers a rematch from about was it five six years ago, okay, four or five years ago. One. No, no, because their quarterback situation. That's the only reason why I didn't pick the Niners. Like I don't know. Yeah, their quarterback situation. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I don't know how you can sit here and confidently pick anybody over the Chiefs um, in the AFC. There's great teams. There's gonna be some mm-hmm. great games, but I'll take the Chiefs. Gosh, I think the Cowboys have the team to do it. I just don't like Dak and the Eagles. Run it back. Chiefs, <laughs> Eagles, run it back. I mean, it's February 13th. I might change my mind. I might not. But 49ers coach, I mean, in the AFC, damn, the Bengals had them right there. The Bengals had them. I don't know, man. Uh, it, it's also interesting because with Sean Payton and potentially Rex Ryan now in the bank or in the Broncos, and we did all this last year mm-hmm. and a new kind of coaching regime on offense with the Chargers, if they can stay healthy. I'm not saying that writes off the Chiefs. I'm just saying, is there a potential for maybe some more losses in division and maybe they're the two or three seed? You know, Patrick Mahomes has at every AFC championship game at home as well. Could be different going up to Buffalo or Cincinnati or Pittsburgh, you know, to play an AFC championship game. Um, but I mean, it's, it's the Chiefs. It's got to be the Chiefs from Kansas City, the red and white team, number 15 at quarterback, yeah. cheeseburger at quarterback. Yeah, by not picking the Chiefs, you're not saying the Chiefs are bad. There's it, just other there's other <laughs> options in the AFC, and you can't – like I'm not going to fall victim of saying every single year it's the same winner. It's just, the, we just the, talked as good about as, it. As, as good as the Patriots have been for the last 20 years, you know how many times they went back to back? Do you? Twice. Once. One time. One time. That's it. Matter of fact, they're the last people to go back to back. Oh three, oh four. So it'd be damn near twenty years difference. I'm just saying it's very tough. And the Chiefs have never even went back to back. They've won two out of three, but they haven't even gone to back to back Super Bowls. Or yeah, they did. They went back to back one year, but they lost the second time. So personally. Uh, I, I really like the Cowboys. Obviously, you know, I liked them late in the year and I think they're going to get a couple of things straight. I thought you're about to steal my thunder and take the Cowboys. I said they needed to win the playoff game to get the monkey off their back. They did. I think they can do that again next year, especially when the Eagles take a step back. That doesn't mean they're going to win eight games. I think they're going to be in the 10, 11 range, but I think the Cowboys are going to be in the 12, 13 range. I think they're going to be really good. Uh, more established. Give me the Cowboys out of the NFC. Unless Brock Purdy's healthy, if if I know he's not going to be, but if he is in October, November, I'll take the Niners. Okay. Other than that, I can't even confidently say I like the Niners with with Trey Lance. Uh, but I do like the Cowboys, and give me the Bengals. I haven't lost faith. I think that's that is an up and coming team. Um, they've ran into some good teams. I think cap issues are going to be some issues for a lot of teams. It won't be for the Bengals next year. So I still like the Bengals this coming year. Do you have a dark horse? If I had a dark horse right now, Jags. Dark horse Jags. Year three, Trevor with Doug Peterson, more weapons, more draft picks. Jags, huge dark horse. If, if we're going dark horses, give me LA versus LA. Rams come back. 
We're Rams all sleeping Chargers. on the Rams here until you just Rams said that. Chargers. You got you got a dark horse, Dan? Do you uh, have a matchup? I'm not doing the Chargers dance anymore. Um <laughs> he's like I he's like it's bad enough I gotta do Mahomes. I'm not doing the Chargers. Don't stop. Do, LA, do Denver. LA. Do Denver. <laughs> Talk up Sean Payton and Russ. Lions Steelers. <laughs> Run it. How do the NFC man give me give me the Giants? Um Ooh. And that's with, that's without Daniel Jones, right? You got them moving off horse. Daniel. That ain't even a dark horse. That's a shadow horse. That thing is <laughs> no, waving. With Daniel Jones. With Daniel Jones. Um, Daniel Jones. Dude, that's hard to say. I, I uh, There's like no one I want to pick because there's so many questions. We don't know about Lamar for sure. Uh, Sorry, you can just say New England and we can move on. Absolutely not. <laughs> just stay the hell with Fix your eyes, Brad. I'll just say Ravens for now. <laughs> hey, yeah. Ravens. If Lamar plays a full season, they're as good as anybody. That would be a, uh, a good script for the NFL. Number eight Lamar coming to give the Patriots their number eight Super Bowl. Oh, wait, no. Seven. It would be their seven. So Brady has. Mm. It gets confusing. It does. It absolutely does. Trust me. I'm, I'm a fan. It gets confusing. Um. Let's move into quarterback. We got one more to talk about here. Derek Carr. DC. Uh, Derek Carr apparently spent two days with the Saints. I always thought this was a little weird because Derek Carr has a no trade clause. And finally, what I thought was weird becomes relevant. He said he's not going to get traded. They're going to have to cut him. Dan, you're a Raider fan. Speak on what you think is going on with Derek Carr, what you think ends up happening with Derek Carr. I think I think he is going to go to to New Orleans, and a lot of that has to do with my with uh, me feeling that way. Is Dennis Allen, who the head coach has now drafted him um, in 2014 uh, when that all took place, so they have a relationship. Um, and the other one is um, possibly the the New York Jets. Um, you know, Todd Downing just got hired there, I believe, to be the offensive coordinator, and he was in Oakland uh, from 2015 to. Uh, 2017, he was starting out as quarterbacks coach and then uh, took over Bill Musgrave when Bill Musgrave got let go. And so um, Downing, whatever, it was uh, getting a lot of praise. And then 2017 happened. Jack Del Rio got fired after that season. They went from 12 wins to six. And so the table kind of fell off there. Um, so I think um, the obvious landing spot is New Orleans. And I think it makes the most sense. You already have a pretty, pretty good defense. And uh, you have some young, talented wide receivers. I, I think it's I think it's no brainer. He's going to play in a dome, and uh, I think the NFC South is right for the picking. You know, the the, the Panthers are up, you know, um, but I think they're going to go the rookie route. But we'll see what happens. And Kirk Cousins, I believe, signed a one year, thirty five mil last year, and I think that's what you'll probably see with Derek Carr, uh, his uh, where his tier will be when he gets signed. <clears throat> I think Brad. Well, I wasn't really sure, and I had some grasps at straws, but I'm really glad you asked Dan first. He's going to be a saint. After yeah. everything I just heard, why Why not? The Saints gave away their first-round pick this year to the Eagles, so they can't draft a guy. They're clearly throwing Jameis Winston. They just keep kicking him to the curb. I mean, they ran through a couple quarterbacks last year, and as a defensive head coach, you need a veteran who can kind of run the offense with your head or your offensive coordinator as a duo. Derek Carr has been in the league for a while. 
if you can keep Michael Thomas around, sure, but you still have Chris Olave and Jarvis Landry, who are veterans, Alvin Kamara, decent offensive line. The defense is good. Um, you're playing in – you would immediately be the best quarterback in that division, and you would be a top-five quarterback in your conference. So, I mean – and that's – your. let's assume Aaron Rodgers yeah. stays. Yeah, he would. you got Aaron Rodgers. you got Matt Stafford. And then you've got Dak, Jalen, and Derek, uh, Kirk Cousins. But, I mean, you're – you're right. You You're almost a lock for the playoffs. You're almost a lock for the playoffs. Um, I think it's a perfect situation. He would still play in a dome, like um, like Dan alluded to. So I, I, I mean, gosh, that would be a match made in heaven for him. Because if he's cut and can go where he wants, if the Saints want him, unless unless the Jets just offer him so much money that he goes to the Jets, which is still a great situation for him there. Defensive head coach, he's got to run the offense, young pieces, good team. So He strikes me as a prove-it kind of guy, like prove you wrong, like you screwed me over. I could see him playing for, I'm not saying pennies. If he took a $25 million deal, I wouldn't be shocked. Like two years, 50 mil, three years, three years, 75. I would not be shocked. Oh, he would ask for at that dollar amount. Come on. You got it too. Um, yeah, let me just say this. I mean, I think after spending two days with the Saints, and he immediately tells the organization, yeah, you're not trading me. The Saints said, hey, buddy, we want you. We want to give you a deal. But we can't give you the $40 million guaranteed, so we're not going to trade for you. We don't have the draft capital, so we're not going to trade for you. We need this team to be good, so we're not going to trade for you. And we don't have to. Tell this team that they're going to cut you. I, I think it's simple. I think the Saints literally said, yeah, we want you. I think you want us. This is a match made in heaven. We have all the things you need. But we're not going to trade for you, period. We're not going to give up X amount of picks. And, and let's we don't have to. Let's rewind it just a, just a hair, too. Uh, you know, we're just talking about our dark horse. You know, if Derek Carr was the Saints, make the Saints my NFC dark horse. I think I think really the only the only thing that the Saints have question marks on it, like I'm not a Saints expert, but from a non-fan, I think really running back is the only thing you have a question or worry about because we don't know if Alvin Kamara will be suspended this season with his domestic violence or whatever the hell that was. And for some reason in the NFL, they like to wait a year later to do anything about it disciplinary-wise sometimes. So, um, you know, outside of that, I think I think the, the, the Saints could be right in, right in attack mode. Derek Carr would be a really nice Jet. Oh, absolutely. He'd be a real nice Jet. And the Jets have come out publicly and said, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Jimmy G, we're pretty much going to try and land one of them. They basically have literally said, we're not ready to move off Zach Wilson because we want a vet for the next couple of years. And then Zach Wilson will be the guy, basically, is what they're trying to do. He's going to end up having to go, but. If Derek Carr wants to approve it or something, he could say, sign me to a three or four million dollar deal. You guys can do whatever you want with Zach Wilson, but three or four million, or three or four year deal. I'm sorry, oh, cheap. I don't think that's the, that's against the rules. My bad, my bad. <laughs> I literally that's think funny. the min salary for a veteran quarterback is like eight million or something like that. Some it's something crazy. Sure. Um, I, if if they didn't want to draft, I think they will. But if they didn't, first year head coach from the Eagles comes to the Colts and says, "Give me that Derek Carr." But I just feel like the the last three years they've gone with a veteran that they brought in and it just hasn't worked. I think their owner's too impatient, I, but I think they draft. 
but yeah, could be a Colt. That's also a dome team in a yeah. division where you, you feel it's just you and the Jags now at this point. At least I don't think the Titans scary until they can get any sort of quarterback play, any sort of defensive superstar, any sort of wide receiver. Derrick Henry's trying to carry that team. I think the Titans can still be sneaky. Yeah, but you just you can't let them go. Uh, anything else before I hit you guys with like the the go home topic? I'm already home. All right. <laughs> Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah. So, let, let me just get, let me give you a quick spiel and then you guys can comment how you want. Okay. I, I already kind of put this on Facebook. I'm going to kind of be redundant here, but I kind of want to hit a couple points. The Super Bowl halftime show is literally the halftime show of the biggest football game on the planet. It's not intended to be a rock concert. So that's a personal shout to me, but thank you. It's not. It's not actually. That's not. Okay. Like, for instance, I completely, you know how much I in, indebted to Luke Combs. And I love Luke Combs. Luke Combs isn't the best halftime show performer for the Super Bowl. He's not going to give you that production. You know how many p- people watched the Super Bowl yesterday? Over 110 million. Do you know how many monthly subscribers Luke Combs has? I'm going to quickly look it up. It's probably, if I had to guess, 26 million. Hang on real quick. <laughs> monthly subscribers Luke Combs has. The number is. 14 million. Rihanna, I, I, I could look it up. I'd probably, it's probably 60 million. I mean, oh, yeah. she, the, the audiences are completely different. Like, so again, back to the major point, like it's not, it's not intended to be like this, like this rock concert. It's, it's a production show. It's light. It's glamor. It's star power. It's this, it's that. I thought for what it was, you got the floating floors. Let's take the artist completely out of it. This thing completely out. You got the floating floors. You got all the dancing. You got all the lights. You got the music. I think she hit like 13 songs or something. I think somebody said 14. That's nuts. Even though she's only basically doing choruses. I just thought overall, it is what it is. I don't expect it to be anything more than that. Even Eminem's last year, like he hit a chorus of of his top song. That's pretty much it. He didn't really do much more. It's like that's kind of what the the halftime show is. Like most things, it just has to be expectations. I don't Lower ever think I absolutely like <laughs> there I I've seen every Super Bowl the last five, ten years, and I, I can't I can maybe name you two or three halftime shows. Like I don't even remember who does them really. Like yeah. I don't like I don't ever watch to be impressed or have a good time at the halftime Super Bowl. I'm taking a shit or I'm going and getting more food. But what I did take away from it is I did. I don't listen to that type of music a whole lot. Mm-hmm. But you do kind of forget how many bangers she had. Like Absolutely. You do kind of forget how many top, yeah. like, songs that like, I don't even listen to Rihanna. I could sing this chorus word for word because of how much you hear it sometimes. So it was just kind of fascinating. Shout out Rihanna. I mean, that was her baby's first concert, so that's pretty cool. Just, yeah. I mean, I don't ever expect them to be great. Dan? Yeah, I, 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 you know, if people know me or whatever, um, I can be kind of a jaded asshole, and it really comes down, <laughs> uh, it, it really comes down to music and 
movies. Like those are the things where like I can come off really sarcastic, you know, uh, and be and have hard opinions. You know, I I'm I'm a metalhead, right? So like I I always feel like the just rock music in general is is just kind of uh, in the minority, really. And again, like Brad says, I I really don't remember outside of like this, obviously the one last night and the one last year, the only ones I really remember. And obviously we hear a million times or read a million times of the, the Creed Thanksgiving one, whatever that happened in Dallas, you know, 15 years, 20 years ago. Um, but uh, at being a metalhead, I just think rock music gets slighted and, and uh, doesn't get enough uh, recognition when it should have. And, um, you know, off, I'm going to kind of go on a, a small tangent here. Like, uh, you know, like the rock and roll hall of fame, like you got some, rapper gets in before this classic rock band i just when i look at that that's what makes me a jade asshole but anyways um i just it'd be cool to have something mixed it up a little bit and i know that you know i'm not the only one who watches it and um i know there's a lot more popular things out there but rihanna is you know an icon and so whether you listen to her or not whatever you'll you'll immediately know what her songs are because they're on the radio all the time so it wasn't you know, as soon as it happened, I looked over at you and you're like, not too bad. And I was like, that was pretty good. So, like, honestly, I thought it was pretty good. But uh, I just wish that, you know, some recognition would be getting a bone throw in the other direction as well. I, I also <laughs> wish, like, so in a broader perspective, every year the halftime, it, it's a little bit of extended time, right, for the halftime. Yeah. yeah. Why is it always music? What if, like, so you know how they have, like, hologram stuff that they do now at certain con- concerts and stuff, or, like, big screen and stuff? Why can't we do a massive hype highlight of the season in review? Like, one of those tapes that they put together. Why can't we get 10 minutes of something for the football fans? Like, you, I understand, like, you've sometimes... You've already it, missed it. You've already missed it. Sorry. You, you, you don't know why. You're asking, but do you know why that you, they don't? Because the season's not over yet? No. Because iTunes know. sponsored that shit last night and paid a lot of money for that position. Go, yeah. They're not sponsoring a highlight film. Right. Okay. That's, that's what it... It's money. No, I get it. It's okay, all money. It. It's a production show. That's... iTunes wants to be able to slap their name. That's they bought Pepsi out. Remember, it wasn't the Pepsi halftime show. Kyle, actually. Shout out Kyle Miller. He's like, it's really weird that it's not the Pepsi halftime show. I'm like, what is it? He's like, iTunes. I'm like... Pfft course i just wonder or whatever the hell it is i just wonder if sometimes if it was like you know so fox had this super bowl and it was this genre of music when cbs has the super bowl switch it up like i wish Mm. there was just something to just mix it up more than it's just like i don't know it's always just seems like it's people we see too much of like it's fun when there's a guest appearance but like just watching rihanna and like 300 dudes fuck the sky for 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 eight to ten minutes it just kind of seemed a little off-putting. <laughs> What's it? Real quick, is someone on Twitter this morning uh, posted this, like the latest weather balloon that was in oh, Canada right. that they took a picture of, and uh, someone was like, "That was just one of the dancers from the concert last night." Let me recover. If someone showed you the first 20 seconds of the halftime show, you saw the entire halftime show. That's it. You saw the entire halftime show in 15 seconds. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
and and her and her her safety harness was red and and it blended in so it wasn't until after you saw the up close pictures but the entire time she's like getting raised higher and higher i'm like that's not that's not osha approved at all like, <laughs> she was harnessed yeah on. from from the back bottom they had to protect the baby it was rules she had to sign a waiver and stuff yeah, yeah. so I, I did look it up by the way that's not true it wasn't just I just made that up. That last I, comment. I don't want people to say that I knew what was going on. Just... Rihanna is the eighth most listened to artist in the world. In the world. The entire world. Yeah. Uh, just really shy of 72 million people per month listen to Rihanna. So, And she hadn't performed in seven years. Is number one Drake? Honest to God? I, I don't know. I could look. Oh, I didn't know if you had the top seven. I, I thought you were about to list them off. I was like, let's go. Drake's tenth, so Rihanna's actually more popular than Drake. On yeah. Spotify, what about Ova? who? Jay Z, where's he at? Jay Z, we're just randomly looking up people. Uh, Jay Z is eighty fourth. I wonder if it's uh, if it's Dan. He thinks metal and and rock isn't isn't up there. I wonder what where they're at. It, dude, they wouldn't even be on the list. Like like, and I, Taylor I Swift just had that massive album. I'm sure she's listened to a lot. When I, when I say rock, too, I'm like a true rock band, not 21 Pilots, okay? It's, no, I, it's 21 Pilots, he says. <clears throat> Taylor, by the way, third. Oh, dude, come on. I thought I had it right there with number one. She had that massive <laughs> album. If Taylor Swift, I don't know one song on it, but... Watching amateur wrestling again. I'm not... I know people are paying, like, a, a grand a ticket or some nonsense for that shit. So, real quick, that you just brought up a small point, Dan, but... Every single year the Super Bowl has been on, to my knowledge, for the last, like, 20 years. Yeah. You can go over to Animal Planet, and during the halftime show, they do, like, this puppy shit. Oh, yeah, I don't know what it is. Puppy bowl. Okay, a puppy bowl. Whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah. I've been a puppy bowl. But, I, like, puppies. Puppy bowl, I've heard puppies do some stuff. People watch that crap. I've never watched it. But a couple kids, of years ago. Have you ever seen the puppy no, bowl? No. No. Oh a couple God. years ago, WWE did the halftime show. You didn't know about the puppy bowl. No. You're crazy. I have Sorry. to. Well, the Patriots are in it every year, man. We're not changing the channel. <laughs> you said it. You said it. <laughs> but there are other options, is what I'm getting at. Like, you're no, no one's forcing you to watch the halftime show. I guess that's just my. There's That's other the things though, to baby. do. It is the internet. It is the internet. Um, <clears throat> well. That's a wrap. Three years. The end of season three is coming to an end. Season four is going to be uh, kicking off here very soon. It's kind of sad. NFL is done for the year. It's not free sad. Ag- free agency, draft, all around the corner. That's what makes the NFL so good. You have the time away from it, and then it's, you know, you get reamped, you get to reset. Four seasons makes a man regular. You know, that's why we live in Ohio and Michigan. You know, we like to see all four. You, know, you don't want to get too consistent with one or the other. But for those of you who don't know, XFL kicks off in like two weeks. This and Saturday. When the, when the, oh, okay, there you go. Real soon. Six days? Yeah, this Jeez. Saturday. Okay, so the XFL kicks off, and then when that's done, the USFL kicks off. I know everyone's like, I'm not watching that hand-me-down football shit. When you see it pop up on FanDuel, you might peep in for a third quarter, see what's what. Come on now. Oh, goodness. St. Louis Battlehawks, baby. Taking yeah. home the chip. I think I'm gonna have to go to the Battlehawks. I picked the Guardians last time, and obviously, um, 
Uh, we got, we're getting a reboot now, and the Guardians have now switched to a different city, so I, I think I'm going to go Battlehawks. Yeah, my, my XFL team doesn't even exist anymore. The Tampa Bay Vipers are gone. So now I have to re-find a new team. Yeah. Come down to St. Louis, baby. Let's get some merch. Let's wrap it. <laughs> we got jackets. Come on down. Oh, oh, you see the oh, goodness. Ballers in the USFL? What about them? So it, you, are you guys familiar with the format of the USFL and, like, some of the structures they put in for the league? I mean, I went to the championship game last year. That's about all, all I know. All right, so essentially, though, what they did is the two last place teams play each other, and the winner gets the first pick. Mm. So it's not just the dead last to get the first pick. They take the two worst teams. So this year would be the Texans and the Bears would play a game, maybe the week of the Pro Bowl or this, maybe the Saturday before the Super Bowl. Winner gets the first pick. The Pittsburgh Maulers didn't win a single game. And then they lost their the first pick. So they were like literally the worst team. And they, they were purple and orange. And they came out and they're like, we're changing to black and yellow. We're going to try and reboot this oh, thing. Oh, there we go. Yeah, they came to Pittsburgh's colors. The only sports team or, you know, team yeah. that have the same color. So hopefully the Pittsburgh Maulers can fucking get a game, dude. They were That's so- why they lost. They weren't black and yellow. Yeah, dude, that purple and orange was like some... Like, like you start up your ultimate team and you just download a pre-package and look all stupid. All of a sudden, the first player is Willy Wonka. Purple, purple and orange. I th- dude, there was some kind of controversy with the Maulers. It was like this dude came in and like they were serving the team like chicken salad or something like that. And he was like, nah, I brought my own food. Like, I want to eat this. And they just like yes. him. I remember that. <laughs> he I don't remember one of It was Devian Smith of the Michigan Wolverines. He didn't yes, want to eat yes, their food, and they literally caught him. They just said, get the fuck out. And he was like, fine, y'all aren't winning anyway. No. <laughs> we didn't. Oh, oh, something. This is, you know, just bring it up here since they're spitballing. Texas is in Ann Arbor in 2024, hey, boys. We were I'm talking shoot. last night. I'm we, juiced. We're 400 plus days in the making here. It's happening. I don't care who gets to them first. Buy a row about 10 tickets, and then we'll have fucking people pay Ten for them. Tickets. We're getting in there. Are you kidding me? Shit. Dan bought six tickets to the hockey game this weekend. We couldn't give those puppies away. <laughs> yeah, but people, Texas, Michigan. No, I, it's going to be hype. Uh, it's going to be hype. Well, I know. I know. Um, that's probably the game we're tailgating that year, then, right? Uh, dude. Right. We're we're doing the uh, whole thing. What I'm saying is I got my dad. I got like three or four people that I know like desperately want to go. And it'll probably be the first time I take Casey to the big house. So gotta get it's also, t- also going to be the most expensive game of the season because Ohio State's not in town that year. So it's going to be a coveted Michigan ticket that year. Yeah, absolutely. That's why you save up this year. Yeah, all your money. <laughs> all of it. $15 a week. Put it in the bank. Don't look at it. Boys, anything else? No, no, I'll see you Saturday, fam. Yeah, yeah. Brad, anything? Okay. Uh, go Mavs, special- go Manchester United, go Penguins, go Texas. Football's over, baby. Yeah. Came to you on a special night. Three-year anniversary of Real Talk. Thank you for all for riding for, with us. Um, not for you. We'd still be here, not going to lie. We'd still like to talk sports. So uh, we do appreciate you, though. Brad, thank you so much. Dan, thank you so much. We out. Real talk.